Today on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. Accused killer Elizabeth Wetlofer was fired from a nursing home for, quote, a medication error that put the life of a resident at risk. However, she continued to work as a nurse, uh, according to uh, documents. Uh, this is um, this is a story about, I, I think, about how somebody could carry on and, and be doing uh, uh, things uh, sort of uh, with, without any uh, kind of um, watchful eye. Uh, on her, and it's and it's raised a lot of fear and a lot of concern about uh, the level of care and about whether we're taking our eye, I think, off the off the ball when it comes to uh, some of our most vulnerable citizens in in uh, long term care facilities or nursing homes uh, across our our province. Jane Metis is a staff lawyer and institutional advocate with the Advocacy Center for the Elderly. They're a a community legal clinic uh, in Toronto. Jane, thanks for the time today. Thank you for having me, Jamie. This is a disturbing story, obviously, uh, from a number of, number of angles. Um, it, it's it's always the same thing, though. When we hear about this stuff, we start to think, okay, where are the checks and balances? Uh, where did communication uh, fall down? How did how did this kind of happen? How did she slip through the cracks? So I, there's a lot of questions there, Jane, but uh, you're a lawyer, so you're used to that. Where do you want to jump in on that one? Well, I, I think you're right, and I think this is a very complicated story because we're not only dealing with someone who was accused of, some, you know, of, of, of murdering residents, attempting to murder other residents. We're also looking at a story where it was not caught by the system, um, we're looking at a story that has other elements of potential malpractice to them, such as the one that got her uh, fired from her initial home. We don't know exactly how she left her other positions. Uh, I think most of it we've been looking at how she left the first home. Um, and so there's all these different things in play that make it much more complicated. If it was just one or the other, you know, it would be easier. But, of course, ne- life's never easy. Mm-hmm, no. So, you know, we're really looking at a whole bunch of different problems. Now, you know, the fact, for example, that someone has made a medication error, that is not altogether uncommon in long-term care. Right. That home was cited after this came to light. They cited 41 medication errors within that home in a very short period of time, which post-dated Ms. Wetlofer's employment there. So that home was having issues. Now, when people are, um, when nurses are, or whomever are found to have made medication errors, I don't think that the first thing that they do is fire someone. Generally, the home, you know, will look to see if it's a, a, you know, what the error was, how it could have been fixed. Um, Was it, you know, something that they did just made an error, which, you know, we all do. Yeah, human beings are human beings, sure. Or um, or was it something, something more? And the fact that she was fired for a medication error um, and then and reported to the college really makes one think that there was something else behind it. And, of course, with a lot of the media, there have been suggestions that there were other things behind it. Um, so the question becomes, you know, what information went to the college? Was it the correct information? And what did they do about it? Because certainly there has been nothing reported on the 
nursing on the, on the college's website. So if you go in to see what's happened with Ms. Wettlaufer, it's all since sort of that September uh, when she gave up her license and then post that. So there's nothing relating to these uh, this earlier allegation of, around the medication. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to The Scott Thompson Show weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML.